0: Good afternoon, Bucky. Feel like a teacher. Good afternoon, everybody. Wow. There we go. So today we're going to be talking about 1 John 3:1. Um, but before I do so, I just want to show a quick prophetic word that I had uh, during worship. Uh, and um, forgive me for getting a little distracted. I was just looking at my finger during worship, as you do, and uh, about half a year ago, I was spatchcocking a, ki- uh, a chicken, again as you do, and I ended up. Hey, can you, Can you? Can we use that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. You're up right for a whole it, That's bit. the problem. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Is that any better? Yeah. So where were we? We were with me spatchcocking a ki- uh, chicken. Um, so I was, I was cutting up a chicken, and I ended up cutting the end of my finger off, which was very painful, and I cried like a little girl, but it's all good. Um, and I was just looking at my finger during worship, and I realised that I've completely lost my fingerprint on my finger. Um, And as as loose a connection as this is, I know, I really felt like there was someone here today, be it in the room or watching online, that really feels like this year they've lost a little bit of who they are. They've lost a little bit of the thing that makes them unique, their fingerprint, if you like. Uh, And I felt this really strongly, that that God wants to show you who you are. Um, I know that's a tenuous link to me chopping it in my finger off whilst well, batch a chicken. But it is true. God really wants to show you who you are this year. You've, you've felt like you've lost a little bit of what makes you you. You've lost a little bit of what, what is uniquely you. But God wants to tell you exactly who you are. You are his child. You are his. So anyways, back to, to 1 John 3, uh, 1. So let's, let's read it. It says this. See what kind of love the Father has given us. That we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. For for those of of you that are maybe new here today or have been following us, but this is the first service you've come to. We've been working our way through the book of One John. And I don't know about you guys, but I've really, really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed working through a book of the Bible. Me and Graham were chatting about this last week. Um, It's so interesting just working your way through the Bible systematically because it causes you to talk about the verses that you don't necessarily want to talk about. And it it, it means that you can't cherry-pick your favourite things from the Bible and leave the rest. And uh, I really like it because it gives you such a good view of actually what Scripture is saying and what God is saying to us. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. So on to John 3.1. He's talking about that we are called children of God. Uh, quickly, it's, it's worth noting that John refers to us being children of God exclusively to those who are saved. To the elect, you might say, and makes a distinction between his children and the rest of the world. Uh, we see this in in the, the latter part of the verse we're studying. He says, "The reason why the world does not know us, the children of God." So there are two. There there is distinguished between God's children and the rest of the world. We've spoken about this before. I know Graham's preached on this before, but it isn't, it's an important distinction. And it is only us being hidden in Christ that we become children of God. The previous uh, verse, which I'll read in a second, reminds us of this precious gospel in which God can call us and make us his children. So I'm going to read the verse again, and I'll read the previous verse. It says, And now, little children, abide in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence John writes, if you know that he is righteous, and this is such an important part of the gospel to grasp, that God is righteous. He is righteous. He is fully righteous, holy. When we start to grasp this truth that our great, glorious God is completely righteous, we begin to realise the need for our own salvation. We realise the need for God to reach in and pluck us out of the mire, to breathe life into our bones, and more importantly, to take place on that day of glorious and dreadful judgement on which God will hold us to account for all of our own unrighteousness. Through his death and resurrection, he has wiped our slates clean and hidden us in himself. It is in this hiding of ourselves in him that we are born as children of God. And this verse says, see what kind of love the Father has given to us. And that is the love that he has given to you and to me today. Despite our failings, despite our sin, despite our wretchedness, he has shown us love. He is righteous, but he has shown us love. Despite what we do when we think no one else is watching, despite those thoughts that we have about our neighbors and getting angry at people that don't drive very well, (laughs) he loves us and he shows us love And what's more, he shows us love in very particular ways. He makes us his children. We are born again as his children. In what way has he shown us love? Well, John 3.16. For God so loved, or in this manner he loved the world, he gave his only son, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And our verse, 1 John 3, says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us. Love in the manner of that we should be called children of God. And so we are. This is the gospel. Like the story of the prodigal son, the Father has shown us such undeserving love after we have rejected him so bitterly. He has taken us back. He has clothed us in his own righteousness and called us children of God. So, what are the implications of being a child of God? Well, I'd like to point out three for us today. Number one, children of God are led by the Spirit of God. It means that we are indwelt, And are led by the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, 14. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. This is what it means to be a child of God. To be so united united to God by his Spirit that he is in us, leading us. That is, he transforms us by the renewing of our minds... So that we value what he values and assess things the way that he does and prove what what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. As children of God, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, leading us, renewing our minds, taking us on a a journey of sanctification through through this life. The, The second implication of being a child of God is that we are lights in the world. It means that you are different enough from the world that you shine like a light, like a little fragment of God's bright character of truth and righteousness and love. Philippians 2.15 says that you are children of God in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world. To be a child of God is to be in one sense the most fully human that you can be. What God was aiming at in creating us in the first place. But in another sense, being a child of God sets you off from the world of humans that are not born of God and do not have the spirit That's why the the latter half of the verse that we're speaking about today says, The world does not know us. Our values and our priorities have been so revolutionised by conformity to Jesus that we don't make sense anymore to the world. But this is light and desperately needed. And by grace some see and give glory to our Father in heaven. As Jesus said... You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And the last implication that I want to talk about today is that children of God are heirs of all things. Being God's children means that we are going to inherit what God owns. Paul says this in Romans eight sixteen to 17 He says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. We are fellow heirs with Christ. Am I, am I saying that word right? Heirs. Yeah. The more I say it, the more I'm panicking inside my head. <laughs> thinking that's not the right word. <laughs> follow. He- it, it's not heirs, is it? <laughs> it's heirs. <laughs> sounds. <laughs> let's, let's continue. So we are fellow heirs with Christ. And it sounds good, Right. But what is Christ an heir of? Hebrews one two tells us in these last days God has spoken to us in His Son, whom He appointed heir it still sounds wrong, of all things, through whom also He made the world. So very simply, Christ is heir of all things, and we are fellow heirs with him of all things. In fact Paul says this very forcefully in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. All things belong to you, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or present things or things to come. All things belong to you and you belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. It seems pretty unbelievable, doesn't it? That God, despite our wretchedness, would make us in Christ heirs of all things. This, this should hit us. and uh, what an impact it should have on our lives, the way we think about possessions and the need to own things, the way we thinking about, the way we think about boasting and pride and the importance of having instead of being. I have the feeling that God revealed this to us. So that in one sense we could get out of our system and focus on other things. All right, you like to own things, he says. You like to have things, you think that's important. Okay, here's the deal you own everything. It's just a matter of time. And your investment savvy has nothing to do with it. So now relax and live for what counts. And yet there is probably another reason for the revelation of our inheritance as children of God. It's God's way of stooping down and saying how much he loves us by the lavish benefits he gives. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of all things. The measure of our inheritance as the children of God is one measure of the love that God has for us. And the measure of our inheritance is the entire creation. Romans 8, 21. Paul says, the creation itself will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Let me say that again. The creation itself will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Which means that the entire universe will be redeemed for the sake of the children of God. We're going to look at a brief look of all of creation now. And I have to admit that I low-key plagiarized most of this information from John Piper. But I think that's okay. (laughs) Because he's great. So our planet is a small part of the solar system that is 7.3 billion miles across. This solar system is a little speck in the galaxy we call the Milky Way, which is 80,000 light years across. A light year is how far light travels in a year. And light travels at around... 186,000 miles per second so our galaxy is 480,000 trillion miles across the nearest star to us which I'm not going to bother to say because I can't would take 4.3 years to get to travelling at the speed of light the nearest neighbouring galaxy would take 2.2 million years to get to At the speed of light. All creation will be set free into the glorious liberty of the children of God. It is yours, and you are Christ's, and Christ is God's. God has revealed these things to us not so that we will fall in love with the stars, but so that we will see something of the magnitude of His love. See how great a love that the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of all things, not not for the sake of all things, but for the sake of comprehending the utter glorious love of God. So let's move on to the second part of this verse. Therefore, the world does not know us, because it did not know him. As sons of God, and daughters of course, we belong to another world, and we become strangers to our own. This, and this can show the great danger of a Christianity that works so hard to show the world how much like the world they can be. Mm -hmm. We cannot be surprised or offended to find out that the world does in fact not know us. Great marketing and social media, amazing music and bright lights, fashionable preachers and feel good (laughs) messages are not vehicles for salvation. Mirroring the world is not a catalyst for conversion. No matter how fashionable I look, uh, how up to date with the modern trends I am with my iPhone, or how cool my taste in music is, the world will not know me as a child of God. Salvation starts and ends with God. He reaches into our lives, lifting us up out of death. It is he who breathes life into our lungs. The attraction for faith in Christ and salvation only comes from Christ. Ultimately, we should not expect the world to treat us as it treated... Sorry, ultimately, we should expect the world to treat us as it treated him, by rejecting us and crucifying Jesus. While it is true that Jesus loved sinners and they... Recognising that love flocked to him, we must remember that it was the same world that cried out on that day, crucify him and not to crucify Barabbas. In the Old Testament, God is so adamant in his law that the Israelites should set themselves apart for him. They were a people set apart for God. And his people today are no different. We, the children of God, the elect, are set apart for him. We should not look like the world, nor should we care that we don't. We should not shy away from speaking out about the sins of the world and not partaking in its corruption. Ultimately, no matter how attractive we make Christianity, the world will still reject us. We are the light of the world. We are a city on the hill. We are the salt. But we cannot be surprised that they will reject us. Just as they did Christ. But it's okay. Because we are children of God. We have an inheritance. We are led by the spirit. We are lights of the world. We are heirs of all things. So. To quickly recap. Let's just read the verse one more time. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. So, to recap, we are saved. We are children of God. And we as children of God are, led by the Spirit, we are lights of the world, and we are heirs of all things. But, we are to know that the world will not recognise us, and we might be rejected by them. We are a people of God set apart for him. And uh, linking back to my finger, as I just noticed it again. If, if you are feeling like you don't quite know who you are at the moment, if you do feel like what has stripped of your, your uniqueness and, and, and you, you are confused and you don't feel like you are who you think you are, then let God today remind you who you are. You are a child of God. You have an inheritance. You are led by the Spirit. You are a light of the world. You are an heir of all things. Let that truth, what's the word? What is the word? Fill you, you. yes. (laughs) Fill you, saturate you. Let it overflow in you, this truth that you are a child of God. You do have the Holy Spirit inside of you, filling you, sustaining you, convicting you maybe. You have him inside of you. You are a child of God. And you don't need a couple of lines on your finger to make you unique. You are a child of God. So uh, let's pray. Father, we, we thank you that you have made us children of God. Despite our wretchedness, despite our failings, despite our sin. you have taken us and hidden us inside of you. You have clothed us in your own righteousness. You have taken us back. You have killed the fattened calf for us. And you have called us children. And children we are. And I pray today that you would fill each and every one of us with that knowledge of who we are in Christ. You would fill each and every one of us with the assurance that we are children of God. And for anyone here or watching that does not know that they're a child of God, but feels the conviction, we pray for them, that you would move in them, that you would reach into their lives and and touch them. In your precious name, Jesus Christ. amen. Amen.